Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Angels in the Buff. I'm your host, Stephanie Lodge, and I'm excited to have everybody joining here today. I wanted to just say that there is a chat room, depending on how you're joining me, there should be a way to come into the chat room. But if not, you're cool. You can just sit back, relax, enjoy the ride. Um, so Angels in the Buff, let's talk with talk about a little bit, what do I mean by Angels in the Buff? Why did, why did this come in? For those of you new, <laughs> um, I created Angels in the Buff because to me, there was something missing in the mythology around angels. There wasn't, there wasn't something quite resonating fully with me on that one. And when I started connecting to what I understood angels to be, it felt more like an energy. It felt more like a consciousness. It felt more um, just simply love, right, coming in and intelligence streaming through. And so my personal experience of angels was really different than what I was finding out in the world, let's say. You know, those ideas of tuning into a specific angel for a specific message or healing or any of that, I felt something was missing. And I think what it was was the science of spirit, for me at least. What I felt was there's a technology to who we are, if we want to put it into to that framework. There's this idea that we are connected to the spiritual source, this unified field, right? And scientists are starting to prove this all the time. But there's still this sense of wanting to find something that is also faith-based or belief-based, if you will, something soul and heart-based. And so what I really started to learn um, as a metaphysician, as I studied, angels and all that that meant was that there is no separation of science and spirit it's all one thing and so i went on a journey and one morning as i was going through my own journey of awakening i got visited by this higher consciousness some might label it archangel michael and that's how it came through in my understanding at the time of angels and what was interesting about it was it came through just with a statement that said angels in the buff and it just woke me up out of a dead sleep. And I thought, what is angels in the buff? What is that? And so I really wanted to investigate further. And before I could really even investigate it, though, I got my answer. And what I found is sometimes when we ask the questions, we get the answer straight away. And other times it takes a while. <laughs> in this case, it came right away. And it said it's a radio show. And then I saw this image of like an Archangel Michael in my mind's eye wearing like this loincloth and it was kind of just playing with me and I just thought this is really weird and then it said you're lucky I can't I, I wore a loincloth right and I went wait a minute and so the whole thing I got about it was just this idea of this really strong angel like buff like muscular buff but also naked buff right <laughs> and so it has these two sides to it it has the vulnerability the nakedness the rawness you know, what does it mean to be connected to our spirit? But it also has this other element of being strong, being strong in who we are, knowing who we are, having the strength to get through life. And when we have um, those times that are really challenging, which I'm going to talk about in a little bit, we have something to go to as kind of our workout, you know, our practice, our regime that is designed to get us out of those sometimes hell holes right and so for me um the first three seasons of angels in the buff i interviewed some of the leading luminaries not only about angels but just around the science of spirit in general um consciousness even entrepreneurship at times um we had guests on that were channels of course and and were powerful spiritual frequencies and conscious intelligence if you will and then we also just explored healing and other modalities that 
were bringing us more answers. And so for me, it was a time of my own investigation. And I kind of tell people now when they're on the path of awakening, I, I share with them that awakening really is a process of investigation. It's almost like you're the scientist getting to the bottom of what you are spiritually. And you might pose some experiments. You might test the field. You might say, okay, show me a sign, right? That's kind of like a little bit of an experiment. So for me, um, Angels in the Buff is my platform of experimentation. And after interviewing many, many people, I discovered there were certain commonalities. There were certain things they all had in common. And really what it came down to was energy, frequency. Um, it came down to having some level of faith and trust. And it came down to really learning how to love ourselves. And the self-mastery path was one of forgiveness, compassion, and unconditional love. And that's evolved. You know, that's evolved even since I did the Last Angels in the Buff episode. Um, I did a show called Awaken Angels for a little while, and I gave kind of readings, um, if you will, but more confirmation than future forecast, if that makes sense, giving what I called the angel angle or um, higher conscious perspective on a situation. And then I found with that, I wanted to evolve some more, and I went silent. I went silent about all things angel <laughs> for a little bit. And I kind of had to recalibrate is the best way to put it, you know, recalibrate my own personal experience of connection to spirit. And what I know now is we all work with this prism within ourselves. I call it the diamond heart. Um, people call it different things. But what I understand, it's a prism of living light and light being consciousness that comes through us and it demonstrates itself as light sound and essentially electromagnetic frequency we give off a resonance right you can kind of think of oh i don't resonate with that person or i don't resonate you know with that teaching or you know we talk about resonance a lot but do we really understand that and what i would say for me was um i came into this understanding that it was a combination of all these things it was a combination of bringing light into the body, activating the sound frequency or resonance within our body that also activated a, a, an electromagnetic field from the heart. And this field is what I um, kind of tune into the most when I meet people. And I kind of, I guess you could say, I read their field. And I do so energetically, just tuning into them vibrationally as an empath and is this somebody I resonate with or not right and so this is kind of my experience and I would say probably a lot of people's experience as they come into the awakening path and learn how to use their living light instrument known as the human body um what I want to talk about first and foremost is the human body is so many bodies right it's not just the physical that you can see the tangible it's also the energetic that's informing the tangible we're 99% space, we're mostly water. That water carries saline and plasma in our blood. These are all elements, right? These are all elements of crystal um, matrix, which is the salt or saline is a crystal matrix. So when we understand the crystalline, we are upgrading our crystalline right now. And I call it upgrading crystal into diamond, becoming diamond angels or diamond beings of different facets, you know, of our personality and also our multidimensional self from an energetic standpoint. So we're going through this system upgrade, you know, the whole planet is. And so as we're getting through this process, I feel like I want to really share my process and get raw and real with you guys in terms of, you know, um, what is on my heart in any given week, you know, what have I been struggling with and be a reflection to some degree for those out there, because I feel that we all are mirrors to each other in many ways. And those who tune into my um, teachings or sharings and um, are part of the angelhood and what I call the angelhood is my tribe, if you will, right? And share from that place of understanding that we know we're here to do something really important in elevating ourselves, expanding our light, expanding who we are, pushing ourselves to another level beyond just the norm, right? 
the programs that we've been given have been really limiting. That we're here to essentially earn money to survive, get a job nine to five until you retire and then you can relax, right? And now things are shifting where people are saying, no, I wanna work from home and I wanna find more flexibility and I wanna enjoy my life along the way and I wanna take advantage of my youth. And so you see a youth movement that is much more nomadic and traveling. And um, what I see is these beautiful beings that are traveling the planet to anchor their light in, in various places to assist those areas in awakening and activating those areas with the light that they embody. So there's a lot going on. And for me, how do we tune and align and stay clear and present and grounded and anchor as much light as possible without losing our sense of practical, without losing that sense of living in the real world. You know, there's so many people who want to go on the angel train, as I like to say, and just live in the higher dimensional thoughts all the time and just be in that bliss. And I would just say that that's great, you know, um, but it's also important to know that you're here to ground that energy and, and, and assist the planet in elevating the whole system, help people to know who they are, remember who they are, so that the whole planet is elevating, not just you personally. You personally, though, is what your main focus starts with because your innerverse is, of course, a reflection of the entire outerverse. Your innerverse is your sovereignty that you are responsible for and accountable for. And that means your light beingness, your sound beingness, your electromagnetic field, all of that is your personal account, you know, responsibility, basically. And because that's your responsibility, when you show up and you allow um, all of who you are to be present and be okay with every single aspect of who you are, sometimes those not so days show up, right? And just really be with the feeling of that, then you're being authentic. But it's also to understand that whatever that is, whatever is your truth in that moment, isn't necessarily for public consumption. Um, and I'm speaking really to the light leaders who are very much processing what I call the spiritual narcissist. Um, and I, I commend them, you know, because there's many who have just thrown themselves out there to the wolves, so to speak, of social media and just bear all and their spiritual process. But part of it is because they have a desire to be seen. And what that is, is usually um, an after effect or a side effect not being seen or being told to dim their light in many ways through abuse or other experiences or traumas that they had over their lifetime, usually in their youth, right? So now they're going the other side of that, like, look at me, right? They wanna be seen. And um, so we kind of go to these extremes sometimes until we come into balance, until we come back to center. And we, for the most part, all do it unless we become conscious of it and realize that's what's going on and are able to energetically clear it without having to go through the process of it. But as a rule, that seems to be kind of a theme that people who are on the awakening path do go through this normally um, as a process of calibration and alignment. I call alignment harmonic alignment, the harmony of who we are, again, bringing in again the idea of sound too is important. Harmonic alignment, light optimization though, is the full halo or the, the acronym I use is halo, of course, but the full halo effect of who we are. So that means our light is indicating our sound resonance. It's like informing and, and creating our sound resonance. And when our light is fully aligned, our sound is more in tune or melodic and we're more in harmonic. And therefore, when we go and engage in the world, we are bringing a harmony into the space. And therefore, we, if we can maintain that and not allow other distortions and static in the field to come in and penetrate and distort that harmonic, we are actually being of service. We are actually capable of holding a tremendous amount of light in a room, tremendous amount of sound resonance in a room, and activate others in the room actually to vibrate at a higher state. So we're assisting the whole state of consciousness and state of vibration to come up when we're capable of being those diamond angels I talk about. So what is a diamond angel? A diamond angel is a human angel, human form, an angel in human form, basically what others call earth angels. And the reason I call them diamond angels is I'm just acknowledging that our whole earth or planetary structure is being elevated into what I call the diamond earth state. So when we think of Gaia, 
when we think of the earthly, earthly mother and, and all of the beautiful bounty that she is, there's an element of her that is still carrying old wounds, old traumas, old paradigms, um, the tyrannical rulership of having kings and queens and nobility rule the planet, the powers ruling the minions, those kind of concepts, right? This is what has been before. This is what I call violet earth, okay? And violet earth is what many call three or third dimensional earth or third density. <clears throat> now, we are still in this process of experiencing the violet earth. The violet earth, again, being that earth that is churning and burning with the violet fire, the violet flame, for those of you familiar with that. It's the alchemy of change and transformation that's constantly happening. It's the wave after wave of frequency coming in and up-leveling and up-leveling. So it's all of these things that are happening to our planet um, in a regular kind of process or cycle. And what's happening is ultraviolet and violet are the two frequencies that are working together always in tandem. So the ultraviolet is the revealer, it's the revelation frequency, and the violet is the releaser, okay? So that's what's purging and releasing. So when they're working together in tandem, right, one's bringing it up and the other's releasing, one's bringing it up, the other's releasing. And this seems to be what we're in most times. For those of you who aren't experiencing that as much, that means your frequency is holding a vibration that's that's higher oscillating or octaves, you know, higher octaves that are vibrating at what some call the 5D. I prefer to call it the diamond earth vibration because to me, diamond is multifaceted. It's strong, clear, right? It has a purity or immaculate light element to it, but it also is constantly going to be expanding its light and holding more brilliance so it's never just 5d like you landed at 5d and now you can sit back and relax it's not so much that it's just a different resonance or a harmonic so you're going to hear things differently you're not going to get triggered as much things are kind of roll off your back more you're kind of more chill you have a more sovereign state or neutral place of beingness that doesn't get you know constantly hit with these waves because you're you're almost like rising above it, right? Now, the diamond earth is already in play, meaning the elements of that consciousness, because there's enough people on the planet who believe and or tune in and decide and choose that that's what they want, they've chosen to elevate the planet. They, they go into this level of consciousness that the planet is already there Therefore, it is. There's a construct of holographic nature that holds this higher resonant field. And it's within the same planet, except it's an octave higher. It's a different vibration. Now, when you think of the universe, you know, or the multiverse, everything is, is illustrated through, or the realities are created through sound and light, photons and phonons, right? At, and as those come into play, electrons, protons, all of these different elements that we know from science are all weaving their magic to create the elemental forces that create magnetics and gravity and all these things, right, to create planets and star systems and the rest. So there's a whole energy spectrum that's working. I call this energy spectrum the angelic light stream. You can think of that as the Akashic records. You can think of that as the living library. You can think of that as um, just the sense, the sense of like there's an outer net to you. Like if you're the internet inner, inter, <laughs> then there's an outer. And it's what you can tune into and learn from through your own conscious desire. And the other thing about that is everybody else is tuning in and out of it. So it's like the internet's the, I guess you could say the, the tangible internet that you Google is the, the practical, tangible manifestation of that etheric version, which I call the, the angelic light stream. So this light stream, the reason I call it angelic is it has a lot of angles and perspectives to it. There's, it's just like you would go into the internet and find lots of different files and, and opinions on things. Same thing with the angelic light stream. And it's going to be based on what you're feeling and needing and requiring from it. So there's always a two-way communication device happening there. There's always this two-way street happening that when you tune into the angelic light stream versus let's say your friend, you might tune into the angelic light stream and want to connect to Archangel Michael as an example. Like, let's just take the angel vernacular for a minute. And you're going to see a being that looks like Archangel Michael in your mind, whatever your program has been, whatever your learning has been up until that point. 
and that's fine. Maybe you're clairvoyant, you clearly see things and you're gonna see it. Other people might tune in and they're just feeling an energy or they're seeing a color and it's not necessarily a tangible personification, right? Both of those are correct. This is the thing, both of those are totally accurate because it's gonna always based on your inner prism, your inner diamond heart, your inner center hub that is the processor, the inside operating system computer of you that is reading the file, right? That's getting the information. So I'm giving you guys some of these understandings so you can better understand how I work because I felt like it's almost like I should have my own glossary of terminology in a way because, and I'm creating it, believe it or not, because to work or listen to how I, you know, share about angels is a little bit different. You know, most of my clients have said this to me. They said stuff, love you, we have no idea what you're talking about. And so I've had to educate them to just my languaging. And the reason that the languaging has changed is because we're shifting into a different octave, again, a different vibration. And so even our languaging is shifting. Even the way we speak about things is shifting because frankly, words carry vibration too. You know, and this is when people say, I don't use the word God because there's such a trigger mechanism there, right? A lot of people now use the word source. I tend to use source most often because it feels the cleanest for me personally. God, goddess is fine too, but I find that if I just use God, people immediately assume religion. They go to the religious male and the father in the sky, you know, comes to mind. And for me, I'm really looking to clear and neutralize these ideas that God is somehow outside of us. God is never outside of us. God is omnipresent. Therefore, right where we are, right? The understanding of that is God is as well, right? Or source is. Because we are that source made manifest. We are source having a human experience. So in this, what I understand is as I've come into my awakening process and connecting with angels, I like to share a little bit about that story only because then you guys can have your own understanding kind of somehow meet me halfway or, or maybe you just want to adopt how I'm, I'm presenting it because it works for you, whatever. But at least you get, we're on the same page of what I'm, what I'm attempting to convey. And the reason is because Sometimes I go into what I call light streaming. So light streaming is when I'm pulling from the angelic light stream direct consciousness that's streaming through my heart, streaming through me directly without any filter, right? And I'm just streaming through without a script, like I am now, basically. I don't have any notes or anything in front of me at this point. But just streaming through, and sometimes things will come through as concepts or, or language that might not make sense. So I try to, I'm trying to do my best. I am doing my best at laying down essentially that foundation, if that makes sense. So what else can I share with you? Um, let's just take a temperature of, of the earth right now. You know, where are we in the violet earth to diamond earth process? Um, what I got is that we started birthing violet earth or going through the contractions of violet earth into, in 2012, the end of 2012. So when everybody was like the 12, 21, 12 gateway, that's really when we started, you know, started rushing to the hospital to give birth. <laughs> we started going into contractions, right? Breathing, needing some laws to get us through this. The main adjustment and acceptance of that took up to 2017 to fully come on board with. People really understood, okay, something's going on here. Like we are birthing something different. Something's happening. Our consciousness is rising, right? And so through this, what's been happening is now the diamond earth is like crowning, right? This idea of the baby crowning. So we're coming into first and foremost, and everything kind of has a code, our noble element, our nobility, our understanding of nobility about us, our noble element, and the self-mastery and the self-majesty of that. And so a lot of um, the languaging has gotten around sovereignty, coming into our sovereignty right? And you'll see a lot of people talking about sovereignty right now. This is the crowning moment. These are the crowning moments. We're coming into those first stages of witnessing the beginnings of the birth of diamond earth, right? Because violet was the first stage and it's like all the crap needing to clear out, the transformational, the monarch butterfly coming out of its cocoon, another butterfly going in, becoming the soup and the chrysalis, and then birthing again and coming out again. And these butterflies, you know, the motif of the butterfly coming up, and so I'm speaking in these archetypes because I think that's where people find 
um, relation. When we talk about different archetypes that show up in your field, if you're traveling around town um, and just seeing a lot of butterflies or dragonflies or hummingbirds or bees or, or any of these certain, you know, animal totems or animal medicines. Um, and the same can be said for angels, different angels coming into your, into your view and um, just different archetypes, right? So for me, sovereignty came in pretty hardcore after 2017. It was like, you are now entering your sovereign state. You are now discussing the sovereign masculine, the sovereign feminine. And I'm thinking, what do you mean? What's that, you know? And sovereign union, I'm like, what do you mean? What's that? And so it was this whole birthing of languaging even that was happening through me and changing through the angelic light stream connection that I have and the sovereign light streams coming on board and this whole new framework coming in. And then from there, the diamond earth framework started to become more known. And the diamond earth framework was the diamond light stream, the diamond earth, the diamond heart, diamond heart alchemy, all these things around the diamond and even the diamond phoenix and all of these concepts. And I thought, what is all this now? Because keep in mind, I was still very comfortable with my angelic light stream, my, my angels and kind of keeping everything in play that way. But what I understand about source is we're always expanding. We're always pushing that envelope. We're always pushing the light into the counter light to make more light. And right now we're in a major push. You know, 2018 has been a bear for many in terms of just bearing on their soul, bearing down, you know, literally that grizzly <laughs> at times where we just feel challenged. We just feel like, when is this going to be enough? I'm tired. I want to get off the ride. And what I'm going to say to you is there really is no getting off the ride. It's just, how do you calibrate and how do you light surf more than light work? How do you ride the waves more than get thrown under them? And um, that's, you know, really what I started to realize was the importance of regular light style or lifestyle practices where your whole beingness is imbued with an understanding of what it means to be an angel walking the planet, what it, what it means to be a light being and being a human as this prism of living light and again the living light being that intelligence that consciousness that's coming into form always through you through your consciousness through your thoughts through the emotional field through the mental all of it it's coming through you and you're a living projector right so for me angels in the buff now is being rebirthed to have deeper conversations about what's really challenging people I will be bringing on guests periodically um, to talk about things, but for me, it's an opportunity also to share the intel that I'm getting um, and what I've been experiencing so it can, you can find potentially commonality in that and know that you're not alone. Um, I also want to share just what I'm getting from a perspective of just the, the planetary um, belief systems, what's coming through, especially through even what I would say conscious channels, people who are um, doing the light work themselves and coming out into the world as light leaders and luminaries, you know, and sometimes what they're getting caught up in and what I'm seeing as collective consciousness mayhem sometimes coming through as well, so that I can provide as clear a message as I can, as best as I can, obviously through my channel, because of course I'm human too, and I'm still working out my own stuff. But I would say I'm here to assist, you know, I work with a lot of light leaders behind the scenes. I coach many people who many other people tune to. Um, and I have my own mentors, of course, we all do. So we're all in this together. You know, we're all walking each other home or flying each other home, as I like to say. Um, and even today, you know, coming into this process of Angels in the Buff and bringing Angels in the Buff back into this format, I could feel my voice getting recalibrated and even now I can still hear it. You know, it's not fully clear because there's a resistance. There's a counter light energy in me that is like, are you sure you want to put yourself out there in this way? And whenever we are speaking our truth and whenever we are speaking truth to power, right? And we are calling power out onto the mat and we are saying we do not consent to your false limiting beliefs that are here to attempt to dim our light in any capacity, um, there can be some resistance. There can be fear of 
past persecution. You know, we've all had it. For those of you who understand what I mean, you've you've been subjugated to tremendous amounts of torture and other things probably in other lifetimes or frameworks that you believe are still happening now because cellularly your body still feels them. So just understand this is why we work with bringing in more and more and more of these high vibrational frequencies. So let's talk about the planet. Diamond Earth. Hmm. Okay, so the first thing I'm I'm going to share with you that I received from Angelic Lightstream or the ALS for short, the ALS shared with me that every single aspect of the planet is being um, up-leveled, getting an upgrade. And so even the fires in California, California is what I would call one of the many areas on the planet that are the front lines between counterlight and light intelligence. You have huge amounts of geniuses in the Hollywood system, in the Silicon Beach and Silicon Valley systems that are coming through with inventions and programs of you know, media that are super important. And therefore you have a high concentration of consciousness coming in to assist those beings that are inventing and creating and directing and producing and all of that, assisting them to understand themselves in a more immaculate, purified way so that they're bringing forth really clear streams of consciousness and clear streams of empowerment through everything they're creating, right? So that's why you have a high concentration in California specifically of light workers and healers as one area of the planet right now because there's so much being created out of here. And of course that doesn't mean that you don't have other areas, you know, in the UK and Australia and, and India and, and even Africa, southern, you know, southern Africa especially and, and Egypt and other areas of the planet, you know, and, and all over Europe, of course, too, that carry, carry very important information within the planet itself. So the planet itself is a living organism. Most of you should know this. The trees are living, breathing beings, informational exchange. Um, pollen carried from plant to plant is a form of informational exchange. Everything that is living and breathing as photosynthesis has an intelligence, a consciousness. Then you, of course, have the waterways, the streams, you know, the rivers, the, the ponds, the lakes, the ocean, of course. That is the emotional energy, the emotional force of the planet. It is her soul system. So right now, Gaia, if we go to Mother Gaia, which is the violet Earth name, right, for our planet Earth, um, Gaia is not too happy with us. She's been abused for a long, long time. She's that feminine that has put up with us. She's that maternal figure that the children act out against and said, no, we don't want your love. We want to, we want to go do this on our own, right? Um, she's the maternal that unconditionally loves us no matter what, and even when we abuse her. And Gaia now is at that place where you could say she's had enough. Time to put baby in a corner. Time to put the children in timeout. Whatever you want to call it, right? Time to put us um, in our place and teach us who's boss a little bit, you know, and remember and have respect for her because she gives us life. And there's been so much disrespect for her. And I get emotional a little bit about it because I, as I'm speaking this into the field here um, and streaming this in, I'm just feeling the resonance of her as she's sharing with me visions, you know, that I've seen recently of her oceans with plastics washing on shore and um, her oceans with plastic islands, literally plastic islands that they have to go clean up. I think we call it the patch, right? The plastic patch that floats out in the ocean. And what people don't, don't understand is this toxicity that we dump into our mother is a reflection of our own self-abuse and toxicity of self. It is that self-loathing and self-abuse that we each individually carry. So right now we are being asked to detoxify. We are being asked to eat pure foods, drink pure water as best as we can get access to and hold of, right? Um, and that's gonna depend on where you live in the world and what your budget is right now, you know, to live that kind of a lifestyle. But organic, super important. Going on some type of cleanse and detox, super important. Because particularly right now, we are going through a stage or a process of release like never before. 
our planetary system is getting hit by photonic waves, wave after wave from the sun, the solar energy from the sun that's coming in more consistently and more intently and more powerfully. Those waves are so powerful, they are wrapping around and bouncing off the moon and putting us in kind of a vortex, if you will, or a push-pull. Um, you can think of it as waves kind of come from two different directions and sandwiching you in between them, sandwiched between these giant waves. And so these waves are electromagnetic field energy. They're also photon light energy, which creates sound resonance, of course, as well. So there's a lot coming in. And for many people, they'll experience them as what they call ascension symptoms. Ascension symptoms are essentially aches and pains in the body, um, like arthritis, and you could be 20 and have this, right? Headaches, migraines, constant um, fatigue, anxiety, perhaps. You could also get bouts of depression, bouts of anger. Um, you can get deep dives and deep rises, like these up and downs, right? The manic depressive kind of comes to mind. Um, you also might find your hair falling out from the stress and your adrenals getting taxed. You might also find that your bloodstream or your blood system, or your blood pressure is getting affected because the plasma in your blood is getting affected. Plasma is a very important vehicle or conduit for consciousness. Um, it is the it is the most um, I would say powerful part of our physical body in terms of the ability to up level or elevate our entire consciousness within the body. When we start to tap into our plasma in the blood, we are starting to tap into the diamond light that's coming into our body. The diamond light you can think of like a multivitamin L, right? It's just constant source stream coming in. And so that's what a lot of the solar is. Of course, there's golden light and there's other spectrums, but the diamond light is really the most potent in terms of saturating our system. And so when we get these waves of diamond light frequency coming through the solar, especially when the, the sun is um, having those areas, if you ever look on the sun, there's like black areas or blackout areas where there's almost like a void or... Um, forgot what they call it, but it's basically the photonic area or the plasmic area of that is, is reversed. So it's like anti-gravity. It's, you know, it has a different feel to it. And through that can come immense amounts or streams of energy. And that's what's been hitting the planet most recently. So what does that do? It creates a purge in the system. It creates huge amounts of anger and emotion. We just had one come in on Friday of this last week. Which I think would have been on the 7th of September, 2018. And um, it's, it was such a huge purge. I mean, even for me as somebody who works with light regularly, I was feeling it. I was feeling so much grief, so much anger coming up, but I just had to get it out. So I want to talk about how do we purge appropriately, you know, where we're not inundating others around us and um, how can we really manage our own self accountability and self-release um, work. The best way that I know is to bubble yourself up with your imagination, just bubble yourself up with violet light. Imagine yourself in a giant bubble of violet light, a gold core running through your body, and you're going to pulse that gold core to the violet, into the violet, so the violet and gold are commingling in your field, right? And you just set that as your tone. That is your resonant tone. You're setting your field or your sovereign state to be in the gold chemical fire combined with the violet light stream, which is the most transmutative field energies that we can that we can hold, right? And you want to really understand you use that sparingly, um, for it is a very intense frequency because the ultraviolet, like I said, is always working with it, and the ultraviolet is really where the intensity comes in. You're going to find that this warms up the system. You, you don't be surprised if your body feels like it's vibrating and warming up when you're, when you're um, practicing this. So this is part of my, you know, sovereign light alchemy process is teaching people how to work with light frequency. And so this is one of the main ones when you are purging and angry and, and want to just drop F-bombs at people or, or, or things or just scream and cry, you know, whatever needs to come out of your system because you don't want to hold on to it in your cells. You need to get it out. You bubble yourself up 
and you run a cord down your system center and then you bubble yourself up in violet and you and you set and command in that system that this that nothing shall pass outside your sovereign sphere that this is your your domain for alchemy and then you just have at it you scream you cry you yell you say all sorts of whatever you need to say some people call it blasphemy <laughs> whatever you want to call it um your f-bombs all that stuff right you get it out and you just get real with the emotion and the energy it's not about let me just sit down and everything's love and light and everything's perfect no we got to get this out we got to move through this and so you get it out and you put it into that field and if it's still if that's not enough right sure there's a phone a friend concept right there's those people you can have like a partner in shine or somebody who can be there and, and hold space with you and assist you and remind you of who you are but what i'll say to you is on friday when i was going through this pulse wave from the sun there was nothing that my friends could do there was nothing that those people that i normally go to as my my um partners in shine that they would assist nope not hearing it not feeling it not having it totally just blocked any information coming and so i just felt like no can't do it just can't do it um so with that i realized that sometimes it's just about being in it purging it yourself not having to understand it not having to fix it just letting it go just just letting it go through going to sleep, getting some rest, go take a bath, do some Epsom salts. I prefer sea salt because it detoxes. But, you know, just really stop trying anything. Just be, right? Be in that state, whatever that state is, because there's something in that state that's coming in to inform you and you're just having a temper tantrum about it. Your, your inner child's like freaking out, but ultimately that light wants to get in. So you purge, you get it out with the violet, and then you just pour the diamond light in and just sit with that. That's the solve of the soul. That's the, that's the cleansing, clearing, cooling energy, right? That's just gonna come in and microdose you with exactly what it is. Your specific combination log frequencies of what your system needs are gonna naturally come in with the diamond light. Diamond light is source frequency. It's the purest, most immaculate light. It's important to intend that it's the diamond light, okay? That's the one you're going for. Um, and it can come in like kind of an opaque white, usually has an opalescence to it though, but a lot of times it's just sparkling and, and clear with opalescent sparkles. So it just depends on how you can see it in your mind's eye the best, but however you wanna feel it, just intend it and know that that's what's happening. Because even if you can't see, if you're not a clairvoyant, you can intend it to come in, you can intend that it's happening, feel it come in and just and just know that it's there. That's the most important lesson that I learned working with all of this was whether I could see it or feel it or sense it or any of it, um, I had to just know it. I had to get to the clear knowing, the clear cognizance. And that brings me to the frequency that is coming through for this month, the frequency of faith. Faith is a frequency. It is um, a powerful frequency. It is the manifestation frequency. And it's the one that I'm talking to on Angelic Academy this month because I want to kind of give honor to the feminine side of what many call Archangel Michael, you know, and it's Archangel Michael, Lady Faith, right? It's these two archetypes of who we are. So the sovereign masculine of Archangel Michael and the sovereign feminine of Lady Faith that go hand in hand are really holding the highest vibration right now of what you would call the diamond sovereign state or the diamond state of this price diamond element of itself. So the crystalline of Christ the how to work with it and bring it into right bringing it into the um the place of power that is unconditionally loving 
and safe and protected coming into our power with safety and protection always within us having faith that that energy that we're bringing through is definitely doing something right that we know fully the knowing of the heart so it's when we activate our diamond heart which i'll get to maybe on another future episode but when we activate our diamond heart it is the knowing it is the i know without a doubt who i am what i am what i'm doing here and i'm going into the world to be that now it doesn't always mean you know exactly what you're here to do in the tangible world like maybe you haven't figured out your purpose yet but you do know that you're here to be of service and elevate and help on some capacity by coming into your full sovereignty. That's like the main core, I guess, intention, right? So the Michael and the faith are the two mirror reflections of the masculine feminine of the sovereign state masculine feminine, that when they come fully integrated into your system, they are what you would say in sovereign union. Some people would call this, um, Sovereign union is what I refer to as the twin flame relationship, but it's the twin flame within yourself. It is your two flames, your two Kundalini energetic flames or energies coming into sovereign union to create the third flame or the threefold flame within your heart. And so many people get caught up in this idea of a twin flame that's outside of them. Like I have to go find my twin flame. Oh, he's my twin flame. She's my twin flame. They are reflections of you right to teach you how to come into your own sovereign union within yes they are different people that come into your system as experience to assist you into coming into your own sovereign union but your your personal flame or twin soul if you will is really your higher self it's your immortal self it's just we like to romanticize it because we're human we like to romanticize it and project that onto our external reality truthfully you will have potentially multiple twin flame relationships. I prefer to call them the angelic flames. Those are the angel angles, right, in human form that show up as our divine counterpart in that moment to assist us in clearing out our own self-abuse or self-worth or whatever, you know, whatever our stuff is, right? And you might find one that can handle many different angles of your stuff, okay? And he or she might feel like a really solid partner and that you could call your beloved or your soulmate or whatever you want to call it. Labels to me is something that we can really start to let go because I think it puts a lot of pressure on that individual if they are that, whatever that is. It puts a lot of pressure on them to show up as that all the time. It puts a lot of pressure on them to be this everything to you. It puts a lot of pressure on them to be more than whatever they're operating at at any given moment, right? There's, there's a sense of pressure to it when you start to label it something. And so what I got from the ALS also was that we are moving into a time where we can release all labels in many ways from before, right? The old labels, the old paradigm, the old stories, and come into a new vernacular, come into a new way of languaging, come into a new way of looking at things that's cleaner, clearer, and just simply um, streamlined. And efficient. Um, I'm doing my best to bring in certain vernacular through my my angelic wisdom that I'm bringing in, right? And just putting it into a framework for those who want to adopt that. You might have your own, but what I'm saying is, coming up with our own system to get us through life where we can operate at the highest capacity of light is really the end result, end game. You know, justification of why we even came in to earth in the first place to in many ways right to grow our soul to the highest most optimized light or halo that we can now having said that um the angelic flames the concept of that to me is we will meet different people and they will come in and they will leave depending on how long our relationship is and what i find is when we come into that place of knowing our self-love fully I'm going to love myself more than this relationship is capable of expressing. That's when the relationship usually falls away, dissolves and releases because there's no more need to have that, you know, back and forth, back and forth. Because sovereign union relationships are when you are fully complete within yourself. And what I mean by complete, I just mean balanced in neutrality, that sovereign state I speak of. You're just in this place of, I don't need anybody. I choose to be in love, I choose love, I choose to be in partnership, I choose to create with this person. It's a choice, it's a decision. 
So our relationships become our choice and decision, and the other person gets to choose or decide to be with us in that relationship for however long it lasts. And then from there, um, there's an evolution because normally when we come into sovereign union within ourselves, we attract vibrationally another person who is hopefully right in their sovereign union or pretty close to it. We might have to fine tune a little bit, but ultimately then you come into harmonic alignment and that's when you can really elevate because you're amplifying from there on out your life experience. Because remember that concept of wherever two or more are gathered, right? So when we understand that, now you have a binary system. It's in the binary system that everything gets up leveled and amplified even more so. So your universe and their universe, when they come together and you guys are kind of revolving around each other, if you will, you're creating a greater force or a third force, right? Third energetic force. But let me say this, there's a lot of responsibility to that. It's not that easy coming into sovereign union within self first and foremost, and then to find another person and then to have both of you do that. So it's not that common. I'm gonna be really honest. Take some time. So be patient with yourself, you know, take it easy, enjoy your relationships, take the pressure off the twin flame thing, you know, even as a collective belief system, I find it tends to dim our light. It tends to drop us down into a lower resonant field because we've put this pressure on it to be everything. And our whole purpose is finding that beloved or getting back with the beloved. And oftentimes we're trying to get back to with somebody who no longer serves and we are no longer needing that constant, you know, refresher course. We got it, right? So what else was I going to speak on? Because there's a few things. Oh, Burning Man. Hmm, we have only a few minutes left. But I want to talk about Burning Man for a minute. And I'm working on an article on this. But I do want to talk to this and speak to this for a minute. Because people just got back from the iRobot-themed Burning Man. And a lot of people had a great time. you know. And there's a lot of love and a lot of experience to be had at Burning Man. What I want to say about Burning Man is this. It is... Hmm... It is a field of resonance that's like a crucible or a cauldron. It's no joke. It is a very high um, concentration of high light beings and high counter light beings coming together and kind of burning and churning it out. So it's not for the faint of heart. It's not for the faint of mind. It's not for the faint of spirit. You have to have a really strong countenance to go there and be fully suited up energetically, if that makes sense to go in there, because there's so much energy being exchanged. There's a lot of feeding on energy. There's a lot of um, triggers and, and energies there that are going to trigger to try to get energy out of people. Um, I, I want to speak to, unfortunately, what I know um, has happened to this field of Burning Man is it has been linked on a subconscious level or a lower conscious level to something known as Bohemian Grove with an effigy of an owl. If you guys are familiar with that, that is within this Illuminati framework of consciousness, which I don't tune into, I'm just aware of it. Um, those two things have been linked now. So that means that you have a destructive energy coming in to that field as much as there's kind of the, the beauty on the outside of the art and, and a lot of really high vibrational beings that are having a beautiful time. There's also a lot of covert energetics that are coming in that are draining that system um, and feeding on that energy. And I would say it's mostly through the drama trauma of um, the child sex, sexual abuse framework. Um, sacrifice frameworks and so you can kind of think of burning man like a combination of wonderland pleasure island and never neverland all rolled into one there's so much going on chaos confusion but it's like a maelstrom of energy and so what happens is is everyone's going to come in and you want to be really high vibrational so you're going to attract the most high vibration but if you are in any type of way carrying traumas that or core wounds that you still haven't fully resolved what can happen is you're going to immediately draw in experiences to clear them and those can be traumatic so um there's been talks of people you know having let's just call them sexual trespasses that were not invited against them um there's been other forms of abuse that have happened at burning man and 
people don't expect that because they think it's all spiritual. What I want to say is this, Burning Man is not a spiritual experience in the sense that if you are looking for immaculate light that is going to up-level you at the highest frequencies of what I know everybody is here and capable of being, that is not where you go. That is not what you do. If I'm talking to people in my in my core group of, of people that I converse with, there's nobody who's channeling angels and working with the highest frequencies of light that go to burning. They just don't. Um, it's like we're too valuable to risk it is the best way to put it. We would never put ourselves in that level of harm's way because there's definitely stuff there that is not of what I would call the highest vibration. And it can be very um, debilitating to those who are on the spiritual growth path. So I'm putting this out a little bit as a warning because I want people to really be very highly aware that the festival spaces in and of themselves are getting infiltrated on a lot of different energetic levels because as consciousness rises, counter light meets it, you know, those levels are going to push us. And so we have to just keep moving up. But it's almost like that idea of if you are source, you can't see what you are until you have the opposite of what you are to reflect, right? So it's the same idea. And Burning Man is a great environment for that. You know, it's a great environment to see all the different energies. But what I would say is it's amplified because you have a high vibe high volume of vibrational beings, high vibrational beings going there, converging there, right? So whenever you have a concentration of that level of consciousness coming in, it's bringing in a lot of heaviness too with it. Not to mention the eco-consciousness aspect of it, obviously burning large amounts of anything into the atmosphere is not what Gaia wants. So I would just say really consider what you're putting your energy to and what you're giving your light to and your love to. Um, and I know we do our best to offset and be eco in those environments and recycle and everything else. But you kind of have to still look at the big picture of it, to be honest. Um, and the other thing to consider about it is it is a whole kind of um, system that's kind of populated out. So you have all sorts of other festivals too, right, that are coming online. And it's become kind of a, a, a trend, if you will. And just like ayahuasca and the plant medicines have become a trend, there's certain trends that are showing up. But what I would say is really, really use discernment as to what you're engaging with and how often. You know, it's one thing to go to Burning Man or a festival to get it off your bucket list to say, okay, I've been there, done that. It's another thing to marry yourself to something one thing to do ayahuasca to connect to maybe a different consciousness to get you out of certain systems that are you're locked in and you can't escape so to speak right and it's another thing to microdose ayahuasca as an escape mechanism is constantly living in that state we are here to anchor light into the planet we are here to bring it in so if you're always trying to get out or elevate out you're missing the whole point of why you came to begin with so I just am speaking to these kind of on the surface right now. They might be things we get into deeper, not as a judgment, but just as kind of like a warning to some degree of just being more alert, more aware and conscious of what you're putting your energy into because what you are feeding your energy to will expand, especially if you are working with high light vibrational energy. Ah, so that's what I wanted to stream in for Angels in the Buff today. I know it's kind of, it was just a lot of information. Um, it will be different every time. But what I would also invite you to consider is joining Angelic Academy. Angelic Academy is where I go deep into more um, of the ancient angelic arts and sacred sciences. I have different programs. Um, my first basic membership that you can join is the Angelhood. And the Angelhood is designed to keep you into this light style right this regular light style where you get to clear out the slate so to speak every week and it's a group coaching call it's my only group coaching that i do so i definitely invite you to join if you go to angelicacademy.com you can join as a monthly member or an annual member and you'll get a little break on the annual and plus a, a, a bunch of cute free gifts and awesome things like an angel hug and some other things you'll see um and in the meantime, follow me on Angelic Academy on Facebook. You can also find me at Stephanie Lodge. And of course, Angels in the Buff online at Facebook. And social media is Stephanie Lodge 411. Um, and I think that about covers my social media for the most part. But stephanielodge.com is my website. 
And this will be, you know, an interesting journey as we go into some of these teachings a little bit more. And I'm just excited um, to share them with you. So thank you. Thank you for joining me here for Angels in the Buff. Thank you for um, exploring this idea of angels in a different way. And I really look forward to sharing more with you in, in the weeks to come. And if I can't join you here live, I will always have the podcast episode available on Sundays for you to tune into. And again, bringing in some guests and so forth. And other than that, I just want to take a moment here ah, to breathe, to breathe and honor this process, to honor who we are as we connect. Taking a deep breath. Mm, yes, feeling into that. And just anchoring all this information into the body and anchoring it into our cells. And knowing that we just got a little bit of a, a polish, right? A little bit more refined. And so next week, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll have a guest. You never know. It's always going to kind of be off the cuff a little bit here on Angels in the Buff. But I do um, want to say thank you again. I believe my episode is also live streaming to YouTube. So for those of you um, following me on YouTube at Sovereign Lightstream, thank you for that. And other than that, I just want to say I've enjoyed this time and it's been beautiful and I really enjoy sharing um, what I can of what my journey of discovery has been with the angels um, as my guide. So thank you again. And uh, we'll talk soon and have a beautiful rest of your weekend and enjoy this new moon. Enjoy the Rosh Hashanah New Year. For those of you who celebrate the new year, happy Rosh Hashanah. And um, we'll talk soon. Lots of love. Be well. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.